0: Welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast, Awakening Your Inner Power with Daniel Martinez-Stahl, where we will explore, discover, and integrate different aspects of our spiritual and human nature so that we can all thrive and live life with more grace and ease instead of struggle. So welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast once again. With me today is Zay Pierre. He is someone that was referred to me from a friend of mine. He and I just met and spoke last week. It was a wonderful conversation that um, really inspired me. I really enjoyed it. And I am really excited and looking forward to the conversation that we're going to be having today. I've, as always, I have no idea what we're going to be saying or where we're going to go, um, but I will just let Spirit lead us with whatever direction they feel is appropriate for us to go in. So on that note, I will let Zay introduce himself um, whenever you're ready. Just give us a little bit about yourself, and then I'll take it back from there.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you, Daniel. First of all, just for having me on your platform, um, I'm happy to have this conversation and engage with you and the audience, um, like-minded hearts and souls and other people like us who are just into esoteric and spirituality in general. Uh, for those who don't know me, um, my general spiel is, it's your boy Zay-P, Zay-P the I am. I am that I am, as you are that you are, for we are all that we are. And, that's my general intro. If you check me out on YouTube or see me in any of my lives or online um, appearances. And what that typically is referring to is the sense of connecting with spirit and the sense of connecting with the I am presence. And this I am presence being an aspect of the divine, being an aspect of God or source, however you choose to interpret it, there's a level where the energy comes into incarnation and it is embodied, it is embodied in all of us. This is the, the expression that is life. And with that, when conscious awareness comes into play, where you really step into your own sovereignty, into your own divine knowing, you really take hold of and manage this tool, this aspect of divine source, which is the IL energy. Which is really self-decoration and identification and really connecting in with that layer and that level of the divine self that's already within you. So when I can when I'm in my connected state, most connected to spirit, most connected to energy, uh, I've taken on the title as the I am, Zay am So me being Zay Pierre, me being a channel, me being an energy conduit, me being a Reiki master. Et cetera, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I could go on with all the qualifications, ordained ministry, pranic breath work practitioner, uh, mindfulness expert. I have gone through the courses and the circuits at the end of the day. I'm one like you, like you all here of being of service and here offering love and any insight and guidance I can to anyone else in this collective on the same journey. Back to the source. Back to self. Back to love. So that is a little bit about who I am. Daniel, I'll hand the mic back over to you. But uh thank you for allowing me to, a moment to introduce myself.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome. You're more than welcome to uh to share at any point. Uh and as always, feel free to ask me questions as well. This is a dialogue between us, and you know, I am gonna ask questions, but at any point, feel free to to, to ask me. I love that. Yeah, yes. I love that. Um, So the way that I like to get these conversations started is by asking, what does it mean to you that we have inner power? What would that mean to you?
1: Uh, So I feel like the answer comes from multiple layers. Um, And sometimes these things can get a little convoluted. So I'm just going to put this caveat here in advance. But um, the life existence overall, the universe, however you want to conceptualize it, it is multidimensional, right? And so with that, answers may come from various dimensions, various layers, right? So uh, when you ask this question, there's the 3D me, there's the human me, like the very real world guy who grew up in New York City, Um, and you ask what is power and that equates to force, And that equates to the ability to get one's objectives met through sheer will and force, right? That is power, in a sense. Um, When you start to ascend up to different levels, right? You ascend to another level, and uh, the answer comes forth that power is sovereignty power is freedom, is the conscious knowingness that you are always at choice. You are always at the behest of oneself. Even though circumstances may come along to try to force you, compel you, even under coercion, there is a level of choice. Like we always say, well, they didn't hold a gun to your head. As if saying, somebody holding a gun to your head takes away a choice, but there is still a choice there. Believe it or not, some people would choose to allow that gun to blow their heads off rather than taking certain actions that are not aligned with their truth. It just is. Look at many soldiers who are actually programmed this way, who are actually trained and understand and not to give up certain information, and they will take that bullet before they betray their country. And so in a sense, there's always a choice. And in that sovereign power, that ability to choose one's path, there's power. From another level, power simply is life force energy. that energy that allows us and compels us to move forward, to keep progressing, to keep growing, striving, however life is choosing to unfold as it does. Um, that alone is power, because that is the power of creation. This is how things happen. Uh, so when you when you think of what is power, I can come from all three of these perspectives, and they will all have a, let, a level of truth, right? And so, to me, power is a combination of all of that, right? It's this ability. To me, ultimately, if I was to combine those three things, power power would be the
2: conscious
1: knowing of one's own possession of
2: energy that creates and that creates your experience of life.
1: That all of that in itself is your power. Mm -hmm. You have the power to choose. You have the power to walk the steps that you choose to walk. That power is within you innately every day you wake up should you die? Well, there's your power. You, you, You can't do nothing now. So you ain't got no power no more. But if you wake up in the morning, you got some power, right? Now, unless you're in chains and you're being forced to do things against your will, there's always a, there's somewhat a level of choice there in your life, then that is a level of power. And also there is your own ability, willingness, capabilities to
2: force if you have to at times the things you need to get your objectives now
1: me being where i am in my life now i don't look at it the word force and think like forcibly against the will of others i'm very much uh, a being that is working on consistently being in harmony with the world around me i know that i cannot i can only ascend but so far uh let's Others around me are also ascending to the collective is ready to ascend. So with that, I'm not the type of person that's gonna do harm to another to try to force my way, but I have a way of words. So if I know I can be persuasive through the use of my gift for gab, I'm gonna use it. That's a power. There, there's some power here. Um, so things of that nature all encompass what power is, but I think power is really useless without the proper intellect and wisdom to know how to handle it, to wield it properly, to use it effectively in a way that
2: creates as opposed to destroys.
0: So you use the word sovereignty, and I would love for you to describe and explain what that means to people.
1: I think it means different things to different people. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what does it mean to you?
2: It means different people for sure.
0: It's a word that's ah. used quite often in this community, and and yeah. it's, and I've got my own ideas of it. But yeah. uh, it's also a word that I tend not to use very often. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on yeah. what does that mean to you? Yeah.
1: For me, sovereignty means it's just choice, plain and simple you're in a position at any place or any point in your life that you have choice, then you have that ability to choose a path, to walk a path, to to add to the creation of your experience as opposed to have your experience be laid out for you with no regard to your choices, right? Mm. So for me, in that sense, sovereignty is um, choice. Uh whether one has the will or the desire to use their sovereignty in any particular way, because these that's when things have become so judgmental. Who's to say what's the right thing for you to use your sovereignty for versus the wrong thing? Um, that is all up to you. So I think at the end of the day, sovereignty, the, the energy of sovereignty itself is just choice. It's a neutral mm-hmm. energy. Um But it is an energy that allows for possibility. And it is a possibility that creation can occur. I,
0: I love the fact that you're emphasizing choice as a big part of that. And for me, sovereignty is speaking of,
2: how do I put it? Our sovereignty,
0: in the way that I relate to it, is our essence, our divine essence that we are. You were speaking of the I am earlier, that, that, st- that aspect of, of our divine essence, mm-hmm. and it manifests in our experience, In a way that gives us the choice, it gives us the freedom to utilize that power, that energy of life, the creative energy of life, in whatever way we choose, in whatever way we decide to create. And the challenge that I find myself included in all of these conversations is getting to understand that power is so incredibly powerful and neutral that it will create whatever we are focusing on. And the challenge that we have is learning how to recognize the energies that we are giving importance to that in turn create our experience of life. Right. And that, that sovereignty for me is that gift of life, that gift of essence that is within us, our, kind of our God-given gifts of life. And we utilize it through our free will and the choices that we make reflect and represent the life that we are creating for ourselves. Mm -hmm.
1: So it sounds like to me, for you, sovereignty is even baser than how i describe it. Sovereignty is just the bedrock to life. You are living, you are sovereign. Because you have that divine breath, you have been incarnated through that just divine blessing that is life. Am I off or...
0: It, uh, sort of it, it the end the emphasis isn't so much on the fact that i'm alive
2: mm-hmm.
0: because i can go through life completely blind to my inner strength and my inner power my my inner sovereignty as a right. sovereign being you know but, recogn- but, I, but
1: i'm saying it it sounds more like you feel it's just like life entitles you to your
2: sovereignty right the fact,
0: like. yeah the fact that we are all we are all sparks of divine energy mm-hmm. that is for me what sovereignty is referring to is that aspect of we are divine beings and what does that mean well it means that we are and, and i say this i've said this in a couple of other episodes We are at the forefront of existence. And the way that I described it in the past is, and I I know it's my structure and it's my hierarchy and it's the way that I align things, but we are the spark of our higher self. Our higher self is the spark of source. And I've heard from a number of different people that there are multiple sources out there not just our source so if we look at it from a pyramid kind of structure Mm -hmm. there are multiple sources which to me implies that they're the spark of of their source Mm -hmm. and I don't know how far up that food chain we go but (laughs) the idea that we are we don't have sparks of ourselves like we don't create little parts of ourselves that then go on and have their own their own consciousness and their own independence don't we we don't at least i mean i don't, some, I don't think some, we do some
1: of that's different again we get back now we're getting back to subjectivity a little bit but i don't know i might just dis- i might give you some pushback
0: yeah way. please please do
1: um well i mean children yeah but children and, are, i mean
0: children also, have their own consciousness children are independent of themselves yeah, but, they're not uh, they're but,
2: not but you are independent of yourself are you not
0: I am not, so let me let me put it this way. I'm not removing part of my energy and creating a subset of myself. Mm-hmm. I might have children, but that child is a subset of their higher self. I
1: mm-hmm. think from an energetic perspective, yes, that child is a subset of their higher self. From a biological uh, genome perspective, that child is a subset of you. But at the same time, I also feel, put children aside. What about your projects, your passions? Mm -hmm. Look at this podcast. Is this not a fractal of your own energy that you're investing more energy into? You're giving it life. Even though it may not be a biological life, it is someplace that it is a center of energy you have created that you are investing focus and intention into, that you are... in intentionally growing to have its own life to be its own thing ultimately right yes that's the goal at least so that in itself is an example of you creating your own spin-off
0: absolutely absolutely agree with you that that what we do in our creations are are an expression of ourselves and are an extension of ourselves i absolutely agree with that um from a kind of a soul structure.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: yeah, and, we, if we are uh, fractal, all right. If you're a drop of the ocean, all you will produce is water. You'll never produce flame. Absolutely you're drop agree. Of the ocean, yeah. but you can still produce other drops. They're smaller, still drops that can come out of you. Right, yes. and depending yes. on this and depending on the perspective, the drop that you are from a perspective can be an ocean. That little droplet of medicine that we take is like three or four little drops. You drop that somewhere for a bunch of ants, and that is like a lake, <laughs> depending on perspective, right? So just because you see yourself at the small, finite fractal of energy, the output you can create it's always going to be more source. You're always Absolutely. going to be putting out more source energy. Yes. yes. But these will be your own expressions and they'll come to have their own identities and their own ways of being. And that's that's the, the cycle. But this is how source is informed of itself, through right. itself.
0: Right. Totally agree with you. So and- you want
1: to scale? Your cells. Yes. Red blood cells, white blood cells, your body stays producing them. It's working in just the system of that fluidity in your body, just through your veins, and it's you know subsets of the biological
2: organs, but it's still a subset of a subset of something else, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's
2: so I, I agree with everything that you've said.
0: And I get the impression that we're having two conversations that are related, but they're two different conversations. So, from a and I'll 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 try and 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 reframe my statement or my comment just to see if it resonates or I can explain it a little bit more clearly.
2: Sure.
0: From a perspective of being a subset of divine energy everything i create because everything is divine energy everything i create is a, a an expression of me and i totally agree with that the the comment that i made earlier was about looking at the fact that if The ultimate energy of source, the energy of life in whatever format or structure it it decided to explore itself by creating subsets of itself that would have an independent awareness. And then that subset of independent awareness created additional subsets of independent awareness below that. And let's just go to that level. We are at that forefront of that experience. We are at the front line of that experience in the sense that we are not creating subsets of our consciousness to then expand and and go deeper into an understanding of ourselves.
1: No, we were the created and we're in the phase of starting to expand.
0: We are, we are, we are. And, and perhaps
1: so, if we get it right, <laughs> we'll get to the place where we are creating those subsets of ourselves. <laughs> if we get it right.
0: If we get it right. That is something <laughs> that I you know, I heard that the other day that when we advance as souls to mm-hmm. a certain level, we we are basically able to continue playing within the energy of our source. Mm-hmm. Or we can split off and become, like you say, another source ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I heard that the other day and I went, that's kind of cool. So I'm not I'm not sure what I'll choose, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I think um I mean you're you're a fan of Dr. Michael Newton and The Journey of Souls and the Life Between Lives process. I feel like he does a really interesting explanation of the soul world and how energies are played with and manipulated
2: in a sense. And
1: almost that hierarchical structure that seems like, uh, you know, the more developed souls kind of creating more and kind of guiding more and and trickling downward to the lesser developed or more further upwards to just like pure source energy. Um, so th- I feel like there's parallels, although I, it's given to me as a, it's a circle or a spiral, more of a never ending spiral that goes up and down. But yeah, that overall <laughs> hierarchy thing that we see in a linear uh, view viewpoint. Um, but I think it kind of is a great demonstration of, what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and a lot of the kind of the, the, the reference that I, that I have for the way that I see the world is actually very much influenced by, by, um, by Michael Newton's work. But I love the idea that things are circular. And because I, in my human perspective, imagine a less developed soul as being less developed than an ascended master. But when I speak to spirit through people like yourself that channel directly, the message that I get constantly, and I hear it from other people that channel spirit as well, is that there is no hierarchy at all. And that there is no separation between a quote-unquote less developed soul and quote-unquote an ascended master. So there's this curiosity in my human mind of... I want to experience being in that place where I don't see it as as a hierarchy. And I know that the hierarchy just makes it easier to describe and easier to discuss and easier to understand at a human level. But I love this idea of it being circular or a spiral. That idea that there is no... Up or down, there is no higher or lower. There is no a new soul versus an
2: old soul. Um, I love that idea. And when, when <laughs> and again, this is,
1: is back into some more multidimensional themes. But there's a certain level or perspectives that one can assume where there's just the one soul
2: <laughs> and, and it is the one soul that is experiencing itself over and over again um, and in that sense
1: it, because the reason why I, it, it comes up with what you just said is this idea that we all walk around day to day feeling like we're we're these individuals and we are our separate selves and we've got all everything categorized in groups and things, you know, these, we are humans and those are cats, those are dogs, and we all have different, different separate <laughs> souls, and we are different creatures and entities, and then there are things that are not even living, and those are just something else altogether, and so souls is just, we all have our own souls and we're working towards, uh, you know, maybe embodying more of our higher self and that aspect of our own higher soul in a sense but if you keep going up and up and up and you start to reach these places where it's like it's all just one soul and you're just kind of we're all working towards uh reunion <laughs> so to speak yeah
2: and yeah.
1: Uh, that, that that's a beautiful thing and that also kind of brings in that uh that visual of the circle with the sphere yeah. again. Um, also the ocean, it's a beautiful metaphor that I also like to work with sometimes. Um, but that's how they give it to me a lot. They they really try to... I think the ocean is a is a great visual that really helps me to kind of conceptualize some of the things that have come through yeah. where I'm just like, ah,
0: okay, Let's see. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole idea of separation... What what I thought about as you were speaking was, I, I don't know if I told you, but uh, I am beginning my journey in the hope that I will learn to channel myself. And oh, beautiful. One of the one of the people that I spoke to that I was that I'm, I'm looking to interview for the podcast. As I was sharing my story with her, what she said to me, which I really appreciated, was that the message that she was getting as I was speaking of my journey was that the more I recognize the fact that I am them and they are me, that there's no separation between myself and those that I want to channel, the easier that will become. And. That idea that we are all one, and I hear it again from different people that channel. Again, this same idea that when they are asked, "Who are you? Are you an ascended master? Are you an angel? Are you a dot?" dot? <laughs> yeah,
1: we like our labels, right? They and, don't really care for them,
0: <laughs> and and they they a lot of times they'll say, "We are you, and you are us." Yeah, and I love that idea, that reminder that we are all a collective energy of one. With this game that we're playing on this particular planet, which creates a sense of separation. And the indications that I hear from everybody that seems to be connected with spirit is that we are in a transitional phase on this planet and within ourselves to reduce that separation and to reconnect with our sovereign state using that word again um and you know i i love that idea of of being one of being connected and i know that a lot of people in all kinds of communities will say that we're all one and that we're all the same but there's a sense of there's a deeper sense of what that means that i'm beginning to recognize more and more lately yeah because I've heard it my entire life, but I'm feeling it very differently now than I did 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, well, it changes, I think, as we grow. Also, our level of perception uh, changes. Um, But this does take me back to, and I think I did a video on this, um, like maybe six months ago. where all is one this idea of all is one and and that also brings me back before I even get into that uh, (laughs) because you talk about the collective and like we are a collective but just you know imagine seeing like there's just pockets within pockets within pockets there's like collectives within collectives within collectives right so there's like you look at the collectives of Gaia because we are all belonging to her and then there's like there's humanity and then there's you know, the animal kingdom. And those are collectives within the animal kingdom, right? There's these different species and these different animals. And then, you know, there's just all sorts of, but then at the same time, there's a certain level where all of these energy units do recombine back together into just the sense of oneness. Um, But then what Spirit gave to me in this big, I I remember learning this and kind of going through the paces with it. and it's that the idea of oneness, which is spoken about so much in especially in spirituality sectors, also sovereignty. i don't I don't like to use that word too much because there's uh, some modelness there. We can always go back to that conversation. but um the idea of oneness, it's a beautiful concept, but it is not a very attainable experience in the physical life. And what I was given is that I, I don't. I try to pick choose my words carefully. I don't want to say you won't. No one will ever reach oneness, reach the state of oneness in in this life. Because I'm sure there's many people who claim that they have, who say that they have. But what was really given to me is that the objective is for us to reach wholeness within ourselves, to become
2: so balanced or so open to all
1: perspectives, experiences, etc., that we come to a state of peace within ourselves where so we can assume the perspective, assume that perception from all others, that is the sense of oneness within. And that is what we should be striving for on an individual basis before we even get to a place of really feeling like we're attaining oneness in the physical. Because the striving for oneness is a collective effort. And if the entire collective isn't working together on it, it causes so much disharmony amongst those who are. And that's because their energy is focused in the wrong place. It's focused in creating the oneness within the connective, within the collective when wholeness within themselves hasn't been accomplished.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love the idea. And again, you remind me of the the idea of recognizing the wholeness within ourselves. And I know that you mentioned Reiki earlier. Within kind of the Reiki community and other discussions, there's a description of how we are made up of four different bodies. We have our spiritual body, we have our emotional body, our mental body, and our physical body. And that alignment the energetic body, the energetic body. Um, some might call
1: it the spiritual i've heard yeah. it as four or five it depends
0: yeah right i've now. never heard the five but yeah so this for the energetic and the spirit for me would be the same but if yeah. people want to separate that out then sure <laughs> um, <laughs> but i love that idea of recognizing that 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 unity between ourselves and i know that you know for 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 my followers that are within the three principles community, my personal experience has been that understanding the description of life as described by the three principles naturally aligns us with our spiritual self. It naturally aligns us with our mental body, and it naturally aligns us with our emotional body because we begin to understand how the whole system of the mind works, how we respond and relate to our experiences, we develop a deeper appreciation for the experience of life itself, so that we don't struggle against the the content of our experience, which naturally aligns us with these bodies. And that, for me, is one of the biggest benefits that I have seen in understanding the description as provided by Sidney Banks. Um, but people within the community don't realize that that's what's happening. They just realize the effects. They live a better life. They're more aligned with their innate well-being. They're more aligned with their inner wisdom. But what they're doing is that they're aligning their spiritual, their emotional, their mental, and their physical body. And I love that. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big, a big, uh, proponent of, IBF uh, really aligning with oneself, um, One's self with the capital S, yes. not the small self. I mean, aligning with the source self connection. Um, but this brings me back to the point about sovereignty, where you talk, the idea of aligning, something came up earlier when we were talking about sovereignty. Um, and what I feel, particularly with sovereignty as it relates to alignment, is that um Truly aligning with your highest self, aligning those various bodies, the physical, mental, emotional, um, and spiritual really requires one's use of their sovereignty. Um, And so it kind of brings me back to the thought: like why I say sovereignty is, is a choice because even though we are divine sparks and divine, these fractals of divine energy, If we don't know that, we're not, <laughs> we're not making use of that. We're not putting that to its full potential. And we may be misusing that and actually going in another direction. Um, and so it takes one one consciously with awareness, with mindfulness, um, making use of their sovereignty to align in the first place, you know, to even get to the state of saying, I want to be balanced here, here, and here, here. And a lot of that has been happening culturally, especially especially as we uh, really rapidly ascended through the technological age and stuff. We went through the, from the industrial age to like the technological age. Um, the books and the amounts of text that have been produced and pumped and then the accessibility to everybody, we're really evolving fast in that sense From a, from a, technological perspective, so to speak. And there's more access to information for people. And so people are starting to do the work in these minor pockets again, right? Where self-help, it's self-development, it's psychology, it's science, it's this, that, and the third, right? We're looking in all these other areas, but it's still seeking just alignment. (laughs) still we're all walking towards the same thing ultimately but so many there's just that just goes to show how individualistic the process and is and it really is these individual paths and this is where your sovereignty really comes in place because you get to pick and choose how you're gonna express yourself express that energy but really when you start to choose to align oneself whatever this whatever the trigger is maybe you had a bad weeking. he started feeling sick and then he was like, yeah, I need to get my body right because this is happening too much. You start just looking into physical fitness and, you know, well-being for your body. Uh, whether you know you're divine spark or not, you're using that energy, right? In that situation, it's more ideal because it's the lining you up with your other, with your other av- vessels and avatars. But, you know, you could be using that energy in a different way and eating cheeseburgers every day and being fine about it. Um, And so the sovereignty really comes in with the fact that, it's in a sense, it's much like free will. Again, back to the idea of choice, you get to choose and we have to choose to align. And that is not always the easiest thing, but we are at this place in time where the world is kind of forcing us to either align or deal with the consequences. And so we're getting hit on all sides in all different ways that's forcing us all to kind of come face-to-face with what we're dealing with in our everyday lives and figure out how and if we even want to align with it all, right? I think that's where we're at in these current times with so many triggers and so many divisive issues because it's really forcing people to kind of face things and, and start more consciously choosing who they want to be and even though not everybody's on the same page the the difficult conversations are the ones we have the most growth in it is those tenuous moments that bring us the most insight and learning so i don't know how my tangent went there but i'm sorry
0: (laughs) no i i love i love what you're saying and There was something that that you said just recently that triggered something in my mind, and I sort of lost it, and it may or may not come back, but um, one of the things that I've noticed in my own journey and in the exposure that I am putting myself into different communities uh, within the development space is this idea that... And I'm kind of coming to grips with this myself. I'm not entirely, I haven't bought into it, but I do agree that we need to allow ourselves to receive more than what we think we are capable of receiving with regards to support from the energy of life, the abundant, uh, infinite, creative energy that is... Available to us and that lives through us. Um, there's an aspect of allowing that to be without resistance. And that resistance, in many ways, comes from our innocent misunderstanding of how things work.
1: Mm-hmm. And that yeah, it- the Spirit's talking to me about that right now.
2: He's saying
1: that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were just saying that uh, a lot of that has to do with the collective belief systems around around abundance, around wealth, around worthiness, um, because there have been so many messages that uh, convey, I just heard mixed signals, but mixed messages in a sense where um, work hard, that's an admirable thing. And it is, I'm not knocking it. But then it creates this that I have to work hard for everything. And so now when you get something easy, it don't feel right, (laughs) right? Like that's when that belief system has just warped and went into the wrong direction, right? It maybe was something that was intentionally started off uh, to, you know, get people to value hard work. Sure, there's nothing wrong with that. But then when it starts to mutate to this belief of, anything received easily is a bad thing. Now, <laughs> you know, we, we've gone off the rails. And so a lot of that stuff has to do with um, miscommunication and mixed signals, um, creating faulty
2: or fallacies in the belief systems. Yeah, 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 that makes sense.
0: So the connection, as you were speaking saying that spirit was was giving you a message the connection in our video started getting really choppy oh. and i'm i'm wondering if they're wanting to come forward and
2: speak um yeah sure <laughs> i can definitely connect i
1: i have a lot of energy here with me And I I hear, uh, okay, so I hear one of my guides uh, and she's a nine-year-old guy. She's a nine-year-old spirit guy named Maitland, who I met through Jamie Butler, who's a beautiful uh, channeler for anybody who is into channeling or just this type of work. So for everybody who's watching this right now, if you're into this stuff, you would love Jamie Butler. I'm going to give her a plug because of Maitland's coming through, I want you to know uh, Maitland, Maitland originated with her. Um, and I was introduced by Jamie. So I always feel funny when Maitland comes in when I'm doing these things because I'm like, well, but she, she's with me. Uh, she works with me. So she is super excited to talk, um, but I
2: definitely feel the rest of my guys in the background. Uh, so, yeah, I can connect. <laughs> That would be cool. Okay, so I'm not going to trans channel right now because I just don't have the energy for it. But <laughs> um,
1: so she says, "Hi Daniel, I'm Maitland. M-A-I-T-L-A-N-D. Maitland." Nice to meet you, Daniel. And she's like rocking her legs and rocking in a chair and swinging her arms back and forth, super excited. <laughs> so she's a nine-year-old spirit guy from the Midwest,
2: I think,
1: Oh, maybe California. Um, and yeah, so she's here, but she's not actually nine years old. She just chooses to present this way because, uh, because, because kids are cute. Kids are adorable, and people listen to kids when kids are cute. And so you can accept more truth from me when I'm being a fun, happy kid than if you were mean, grumpy adult.
0: <laughs> love it, love it. Maitland, <laughs> thank you for joining us. I, I I met you through Jamie as well. Um, so lovely to have you <laughs> join us.
1: Yeah, she gives me this sense of joy and giddy when you said that. And she's like, yes, I remember you. And then she's trying to come up with a nickname for you. And she's saying like, Danny Pool." She's just playing with your
2: name.
0: Yeah, so. lovely, lovely. So Maitland, thank you for joining us. I'm curious if there's anything that you want to say specifically to anything that Zay and I have been discussing and sharing
2: So she says, yes,
1: I would like to talk about sovereign beings because you started off talking about sovereign beings. And I don't think everybody understands that sovereign beings is not a special thing or is not something that is outside of you. Everybody has sovereignty. You come to life, like Danny said, and he says, you Are sovereign because of life. Life makes you worthy and your simple worthiness by way of being alive makes you sovereign. You get to choose whatever you want to choose. Even when people are trying to make you choose something you don't want to choose, which you can choose, but then it's easier if you go along with it because then you're no longer working against yourself or the energy. But When you don't want to go along with it, it's better to just not choose it and to choose something different. But then sometimes somebody tries to make your life hard and stuff. And so you might think it's easier to choose to to, to do what they want. But when you do choose that way, then you give yourself a big headache.
0: (laughs) I would agree. I would agree.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's got me scratching myself. Gotta not scratch, so. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead. She says, go ahead, Daniel. Ask your next question.
0: You know, I I, I I'm, I find myself a bit of a loss. I, I don't really have questions that are popping up in my head. Um, so let me ask you this question. Um, and we talked a little bit about how everybody is on different paths. And I'm sure that you can connect and can feel kind of the limitations that I've created in my own experience around this idea of recognizing the misunderstanding of life and how psychology in our society is innocently looking in the wrong direction and how most people are innocently looking in the wrong direction with regards to where their experience is coming from. And this idea that the more that we recognize that our experience is coming from within ourselves as an inside-out experience versus the way that it's meant to feel, which is outside-in. In other words, our experience is one that's creating... Sorry, our circumstances and our environment are creating our experience. As opposed to our experience is the interpretation of that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: There's, in my mind, that knowledge is so powerful and so profound that I can't understand. I can't let go of wanting to share that with people and kind of, and I don't want to say it forcing it down their throats, but. They don't want to listen and I'm not letting them be on their own path and on their own journey. And the reason I'm asking this question partly is for selfish reasons, but also because a lot of us are on our own path and we feel that our path is the right way. And I know that that cannot be true. So I'd love for you to speak to that. But your path
1: is the right way. It's the right way for you. That's all. And the thing is, nobody wants to believe you. And so they tell you you're not on the right path because you're not on their path. But you don't need to be on their path. You just need to be on your own path because your path is for you and their path is for them. But I'm super happy because you are talking about awareness. Awareness, awareness, you hit it right on the nose. So, awareness is a very important thing because it comes to all different layers and levels, right? There's self-awareness there's awareness of your life and the world around you. There's awareness of circumstances. There's awareness of your own belief systems. And when you get into that, then that's when people start to have these things called awakenings. Awakenings and realizations and epiphanies and all of these cool things that just mean new layers of understanding. Awareness is just Understanding. And if you can assume the awareness of any particular perspective or or place and time that may be other than your own or just your own, you are assuming these different perceptions. When you assume these different perceptions. And so, with different individuals, they're all standing in different places and they all have different perceptions. Everybody thinks they know what's best because they believe they can see the road ahead, but they can only see the road ahead for themselves. And the thing is, without awareness, a lot of people don't even realize what it is that they truly want because they're going off programming such as social conditionings and narratives of media and as well as the family programmings and advice of loved ones and all of the judgments of your friends and all of these things. And so everybody creates these storylines and these narratives of what will work and what won't work and how you can make it and how you cannot make it and what's. Not going to work for you because it didn't work for them, or what they can't see themselves doing. So they're going to tell you you can't do it because everybody has a different journey. So if you are aware and you know how to use your awareness, not in direction of somebody else, but towards yourself, self-awareness, then you can have the path you want to walk, and you can have it be the right path for you. And you can walk it with confidence, but you can't walk it with confidence if you don't have awareness and you're listening to other people who don't have awareness and it's just the blind leading
0: the blind. And this is what happens.
1: Does that answer your question?
0: <laughs> it, it does, um, but it doesn't. And I'll I'll talk to you about where it doesn't. Yeah. So- let's, um, go. let's go, let's go. Let's yeah, go. right. Okay, so I use in in my online program that I'm also sharing through this podcast, I'm talking about how life is designed to seem as if everything is revolving around the earth. If we walk outside and we look up at the stars and we look up at the sun or or the moon or the clouds... We are stationary and everything is moving around us. That's the way that it's designed to seem. That is not, that's not, that's not how things actually are, but that's how it seems superficially that our.
1: Yes, that's how it seems to you.
0: Correct. But it's
1: not designed to seem that way.
0: Okay. You just take it. Yeah. So let me use. Let me be a little more specific with my language. (laughs) I appreciate the 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 challenge. Um, So perceptually speaking, when I walk outside, it appears to me that I am stationary and everything else is moving around me. If I live my life, yes. If I live my life from that perspective. I'm going to create an artificial glass ceiling because that perspective is based on a very innocent but false understanding of how things work.
2: Go hmm. oh, on. I just tapping her chin and doing all this.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> my question is, if... psychologically speaking, if people are living their life, assuming that they're responding to the environment around them, are they not going to artificially create a glass ceiling in their own development because they're innocently basing their experience on a misunderstanding?
1: Well, sure. This is the same thing of the the, the, the statement, you are the body. Are you your body? No. But a lot of people walk around thinking they're the body, and so what happens when you think of your body? You just take care of your body's needs, but then what happens? You come out dumb, or maybe you come out not connected to spirit, or you come out just not not balanced. You have you don't you don't have any of these other things that are important to life, but maybe your body's real
2: nice, right? <laughs> but it does place mm, limitations.
0: Right.
1: On what you experience in your
0: life. Right. So my question comes back to, again, my perspective and my point of view of if I can... I, I feel like I want to help people recognize that they are not stationary and that the world isn't moving around them. I want people to recognize that They are part of a bigger system where we are within a solar system, the sun being the center of a solar system, as opposed to, God, this is all, how do I help people wake up without feeling and believing that they're wrong in their journey, I guess is the the simple way of asking the question.
2: Well, why do you want to help them wake up? Or what makes you feel they need to be woken up?
0: Yeah, it's a very good question.
1: Feel something's wrong with their path? Because then it sounds like maybe you do feel there's something wrong with their path, in which case that would be a judgment. Judgment's bad. (laughs)
2: But preferences are not.
1: Preferences are natural. Judgments are mutations of preferences. (laughs) We can prefer things,
2: but we make judgments and the judgments create separation. The thing about your
1: question that you may be missing is
2: accepting the other people's sovereignty
0: working on that
2: the sovereignty
1: thing that choice that choice that everybody's granted god given because their life remember and then the idea which we talked about earlier that everybody has their individual paths these individual paths are for a reason There are things that people are just
2: meant to learn and experience in their life. Even though their paths may
1: be different from yours, or even when their paths are completely contrary to yours. Where is your wholeness? Remember, we talked about the wholeness and Zay was saying the wholeness and the oneness, but you got to be whole all within yourself before you can experience oneness within the all. But you're trying to create oneness by trying to force people to wake up and you're still working on waking up because there's always more to wake up to. Not because there's anything lacking in you. Can you accept others to wake up on their own times and in their own terms? Or must it be on
2: or in the way you perceive it? That would be the question I ask you.
0: Intellectually, I would say that I recognize that everybody's on their own path. Mm-hmm. From a feeling perspective, in terms of the beliefs that I'm still holding on to that I haven't let go of, mm-hmm. there's a feeling of, but if they knew what I know, their life would be easier. Why wouldn't they want that? Why wouldn't I want to help them live an easier life? I haven't fully come to grips with understanding that people's path is their own path. And I haven't fully come to grips with understanding that all of us are our own independent, sovereign being. I haven't fully come to grips with that.
1: That's okay. That's human that's normal. So it's no big deal, but you beat yourself up over it. So you can stop
2: that.
0: (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. So let me ask you a question. How is this conversation helpful for others? If you could be specific about that, because I know that there's a reason that this came up, not only for myself, but also for this conversation. And I would love for you to speak about this for the for, for the others as well.
2: Okay,
1: uh, <clears throat> so Megan's stepping back and I feel like some angelic guides
2: coming in. Um, This conversation is part of a grand orchestra, one which many different players play at many different octaves. This
1: orchestra can be heard throughout the galaxy, believe it or not. But directly here on your planet's surface, amongst the peoples, some people will be exposed to it, others will not. Some people will be educated and others will not. Some people will spread those messages, others will not. It is the learning, it is the consistent rehashing and redistributing of the valued and sacred information of these truths, these both, these universal truths and the authentic individual truths. For as more and more of you come out in this orchestra to play your solos and also to blend in with the harmonies of the collective, the sound crescendos, the wave reverberates throughout the rest of the planet until eventually all are encompassed in that energy. This particular conversation is not going to change the world if this is the expectation, but this particular conversation will touch individuals who will go on to spread the light and go on to spread the messages. These things do not happen into and of themselves as just one event. It is the incremental step in the process. Far too often many in the collective attempt to skip steps, attempt to achieve more than what's needed, more than what's possible, and feel disappointment or feel frustration as the process takes its time, takes its course the way it would naturally and progressively do. So you need to have patience with the work that you are doing and understand that it is not going to be one global shift in one conversation, but rather it's going to be one mind, one heart, one individual affected. Although this conversation will touch more than just one individual, it's about patience in the process. Patience in the process. Continue to speak your truth and it adds to the crescendo of the orchestra. The wave is incoming. You're at the cusp of the grand rising. There's so much more to come. This is just one incremental step of messages, collective messages that need to get out there. This is how this work changes the collective. Incremental steps progressively regurgitating sometimes the same information, sharing the next levels, eventually
2: evolving those thoughts and concepts. Overall, it is the echoing of truth that will be felt and penetrated amongst the collective. You just have to have
1: patience, and play your role doing your part with these
2: conversations, with your self-exploration, with your cultivation of self. This is how the work gets done.
0: Thank you. That's very, very, very helpful. Appreciate it. While you... <clears throat> while so, we're, <clears throat>
2: sorry. sorry. That's okay. Yeah, go ahead.
0: While we're on this conversation, I would love for this conversation to be brought back a little bit more to the listener's day-to-day experience, partly because I spoke of my own challenges as I share what I've learned with others and the limitations that I have and how I see other people and how that's impacting the quality of my own life. You have shared with me, very valuably, this idea that it is part of a journey and that it's a a revealing of messages in incremental steps, and that it is those individuals that are touched by the conversation, as they go out, they will continually increase and improve on our level of consciousness. But I would love for you to bring this back a little bit more specific to how can the average listener on this conversation integrate this knowledge into their day-to-day experience?
2: I'm just going to talk for my guys right now instead of trying to bring them in.
1: Uh, They bring me back around to conversation about awareness and what they're talking about is mindfulness. And a lot of times what happens with these conversations, people take these conversations as moments of relief, as moments to gain some insight and clarity, to receive some hope or upliftment. And then a lot of times people walk away from them without Integrating the information or without taking actions
2: and applying what was heard. And so what they're saying is that this all comes back down to
1: doing the real work. And when we talk about doing the real work, we're talking about awareness and mindfulness. We think about just the concepts we talked about here alone, the multidimensionality of things, your sovereignty, what is power. Um, how all of these different concepts kind of intertwine and flow together as the conversation did, right? Um, and we talked about so much more, right? We talked about wholeness, and oneness, and this and that. Whether you're just now hearing these concepts or whether you've heard such concepts and have been hearing them for a while, they mean nothing until you start to mindfully integrate them into the self, right? And so what does awareness to to everyone here mean? What does awareness mean when you hear that conversation? If you think about that and really come to an idea of what that means, then that's going to allow you to kind of practice it, to implement it. When I say awareness, I'm speaking of the knowing, right? And I, I, I have the blessing to have a connection strong enough that I can connect with the knowing. But you... We all have our own level of knowing. We all have our own level of awareness, who we think we are. We believe in a God, in a source. Do we really believe in our own connection to that God, to that source? If you do, to what level? If you don't, recognizing that maybe you don't really believe in it, many of us will pay lip service to such ideas but then we don't actually put trust or faith in them to actually take steps and actually follow that guidance. Instead, we continue to do what we've done every day, whether it's out of comfortability, out of stability. So it's really a a matter of having the awareness, self-awareness, first and foremost, to apply to yourself and then the willingness to take action to, to make different choices. How do we start to implement this into ourselves? A beautiful message that came at the end that I remember was um, patience in process. And uh, I know I've talked about this at past with, um, on my platforms, but life is progressive. Things happen incrementally. Things are a process here. You know, We have to be willing to walk the steps. Um, the, the journey of a thousand steps doesn't begin until the first step is taken basically, but doesn't mean that you won't make it to the end or maybe maybe you won't make it to the end. Maybe your journey takes you someplace completely else. Your journey takes you on a whole nother, it becomes a journey of 10,000 steps in the opposite direction. Who knows, right? But you only know it until you start taking those steps. So life is progressive. How much will somebody watch this interview and listen to that and say, oh, I need to have patience with my project. Oh, I need to have patience with this thing that I'm cultivating, that I'm trying to breathe life into. Because I think we also talked about that, right? The energy uh, that we invest into the projects that we are creating, right? So all these messages tie back into each other. But that same perspective, is ma- it's a matter of having the self-awareness and then the willingness to do the work. No matter what I say here and now, at the end of the day, it's what you're willing to do when you walk away from this conversation. Is this just feel good? Oh, wow, that was nice. I I felt that energy. I heard some good stuff. Was it just a moment of of thought provoking and then you file it away and forget about it? Or was there some actual jewels that you just are willing to actually try to implement in your life? Patience. Let me work on my wholeness. Let me work on less on... uh, you know, working with others or judging others and figuring out what I need to do to get myself right in this situation. Like all of these different things. i If I had a bullet point of everything that we covered, I could go down and say, well, with this, you can do that. And with this, you can do that. And with this, you can do that. And if you have time where you go back over the podcast and you can make, if you want to make that list, it's really easy to break down different practices and techniques. But overall, what I'm saying is, Work on your mindfulness and work on your own willingness. This is that sovereignty thing again to actually implement these things. There's no nothing that I could tell you aside from giving you specific things. You want to work on mindfulness? Meditation is great. Um, you know, you want to work on um, releasing judgments? Um, you can look at Buddhism. You can look at the Dharma. You can look at ideas such as detachment or unattachment, because detachment sounds so cold. Um, but these ideas also allow us to to work with concepts such as um releasing the need to judge. You can look at ideas of acceptance and forgiveness, doing the shadow work to implement that into your life. Like all these things, again, being progressive, but these are all everything we touched upon in this, in this, in, in this uh, conversation. We can go back and look at all these different practices and see where they plug in perfectly. So there are a ton more practices. And If you go through the, if you've gone through this podcast, I'm sure you could figure out your own practices. Because again, I bring you back to that personal responsibility. What would work for you? You know, how can I make this thing more practice? How can I work on my patience with this thing? All right, maybe you know, create a timeline where you're like, all right six months from now, I'll review my process. But until then, I'll stop worrying about my numbers. I'll stop worrying about if there's growth. Let me just worry about putting out good content. Then six months from now, I can review it. And if that's going to give you more patience in the process and allow you to get through with more ease, you just implemented some of the, uh, the advice that's come through this
2: podcast. So.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. So What I would like to add for the listeners is if there's something that we have said that resonated with you, the invitation is to allow that awareness to deepen your understanding of yourself. And that as you deepen your understanding of yourself, within your own inner wisdom, you will be guided for or towards the practices that are gonna be helpful for you to continue expanding and growing. And within my own experience, you know, I know that I spoke with Maitland specifically about challenges that I've been struggling with when it comes to my own experience. Um, But it's something that I'm constantly reflecting on and I'm always looking at different directions and I am aware of my own path and my own journey. And the patience and the forgiveness of myself within that journey.
1: Oh, that was the other thing. I'm sorry. Um, at some point while you were talking, um, I heard I heard a whisper acceptance for you specifically with regards to your question, mm-hmm. um, working with acceptance and I'm getting, this is, referring specifically to accepting of others, accepting yeah, just accepting others, even when they're wrong and allowing them that grace. Because you're not, it is not going to be you that changes them. It's always the experience that changes them. Yeah. And no matter how much you rail, that it's not, it might do more harm to your relationship or to the you know, to that connection than it does to actually affect the change in them that you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate that. And that's something that I, again, I invite everybody to, to, to listen to these words, because I'm sure every one of us at some point or another is confronted with situations and people that We want to try and help or we want to change or we look at things from a perspective of we know better than they do. And
1: so Malin's also saying, be the light, be the light.
0: If you're shining so bright,
1: they're not going to be able to not notice you. All you have to do is, what she said, get it right. All you have to do is get it right yourself
2: and then they'll have no reason to argue. They'll follow suit. You have to be the example.
0: Yeah. So and thank you, Maitland. But uh, again, another another reminder for us to, to look inside and to do the work within ourselves and have that be the change that affects our experience of life externally. And so thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm aware of the fact that we have um, spent quite a bit of time so I'd like to thank Maitland and the other spirits that communicated with you and through you. And I'd like to invite them to say if there's anything else that they want to say in, in parting.
1: Well, so the other spirits that, that came through me, um, I had the angelic council with me. Well, my my angelic guide, one of my guides is Gabrielle, and she likes to come and speak through me. Well, she presents as a female to me, but I also, she comes as a male. Also, many know her as Gabriel, but um, she always comes to me as Gabriel. Um, anyway, she was here representing the angelic council. So the, that that was
2: who. Who else came in at the end? Um, anything else that you want to say? So. They are saying,
1: Melan saying, "Nope, there's nothing else." But she hopes that she bring us back for more.
2: <laughs> she really likes this. <laughs> she says she really likes this.
0: Always welcome. Always welcome. Yeah.
2: So,
1: um, so they're down. I'm always down. So you know, we can we can plan another Absolutely. one in the future sometime. Absolutely. If you're if you're ever open. <laughs>
0: So, from uh, thank you for for the messages and for the love and support from all of the spirits and energies that have been with us. Uh, thank you for for your messages and
1: thank you, thank you for having me. It was great to kind of be on your platform and just absolutely. It's, I always enjoy just engaging in these conversations and exploring. Um, one thing you said that I, I resonate with completely and. We are on the leading, leading edge of life. and really, it's all about in a sense, it's almost all about we we have the choice to do whatever we want. Yeah. it's all about what we do. but we we are it,
2: we are <laughs> we it. Are it. We it It's amazing to think yeah. about
0: and to and to just kind of sit with that knowing, you know, something that I mentioned with another friend of mine in, in an earlier episode, we were talking about how, And this relates to what we were talking about today with Maitland and uh, with Gabrielle as well. What we do is felt and extends all the way through the entire existence of life, beyond all dimensions, not just on this planet, not just in our household, but what we do and how we live our lives is felt across the entire universal consciousness. And we say this, and I say this, I remind us of this, not to put pressure on people, and this is the message that came in that in that episode, but it's not to put pressure on people and to create judgment of themselves, but to recognize that how we live our lives is meaningful, how we live our lives, how we choose to live our life is felt and has a an effect that is far beyond what we can even understand. Yeah. So
2: it's yeah. Yeah, it's felt by all. Yeah. It's felt by all around
1: us and 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 those beyond who can't even see us. We have effects on the collective just as much as the collective and circumstances, etc. have an effect on us. But that is not an excuse for our own disempowerment as though we are not sovereign beings and we're not still in control of our own lives because that is a fallacy. It's, things may have an effect and they may offer stimuli and they may offer triggers for us to respond to, but we are always in control of ourselves and and our perceptions of it, and how we per- respond yeah. to things. It's just like the idea of suffering. Many people will say, you know, they find, something insufferable and say, oh my gosh, you're you're in a state of suffering. Meanwhile, that same person might not suffering because I don't define my particular pain or discomfort mm-hmm. as suffering to use insufferable. So but uh yeah. that's all judgment, right? And so we don't have to be at the effect of what other people choose to label our experience. You get to choose what your experience is, if it's good, if it's bad, if it's positive, if it's not and how it came about And what you're going to do to to prevent it from happening again or (laughs) to encourage it to happen some more. Um, But we are not powerless. But things come and go. And some of that has to do with the collective, you know. The energy you put out definitely will have reverberations that might affect another person. And they have their own sovereignty to deal with it.
0: So, Zay, uh, in closing, is there anything else that you would like to share?
1: Well, I do want to just thank everybody who's joined and listened to the podcast, who's really just tuned in and hung out with us for all of this time. Um, I always appreciate the energy. Uh, I want to thank you for having me um, on your platform and just for engaging this conversation.
2: Uh, Any message for the collective? So there's presently feels like just this huge um,
1: influx of energy and it's kind of got everybody in a little bit of state of flux um, just with experiencing things in their own body, whether things have just kind of gotten, uh, and people might've experienced this Monday today, like, Oh my God, Monday has been crazy or whatever. I'm really just getting this call for, for stillness for everybody, for everybody to be able to find a time place and space where you can kind of go within connect with self and just be be honest in yourself and in your experiences what am I feeling how am I feeling where is this coming from allow yourself the time and space you need to be reflective or introspective to cultivate your awareness because the more you can do that at this time the more uh, The more paramount it is at this time, because it's needed, first of all, as we're all called to step into our authentic truth and starting by embodying more of our authentic light through the actions and the creations that we are making. Um, But then as we do that, again, that crescendos out to everybody else. So one light sparks another light, sparks another light, sparks another light. And that's going to really right now with everything that's going on and this influx of energy is throwing people into a state of chaos this is a really good time to be still and know. And that's what they keep saying. Be still, be still, be still. No. Um, and so the more you're able to do that at this time, the more you'll um, be gaining some seeds of wisdom into yourself and the more you'll be doing some good for the collective. So take some time, be good to yourselves, rest, recharge,
0: and be still. And uh, that was- I, I lost that last sentence.
1: <laughs> I said, I said, uh, thou art, Be still and know. Thou art God to an extent. Don't let it go to your head.
0: Yeah, beautiful.
1: <laughs> but you have a divine beautiful. spark in.
0: Beautiful. Absolutely. So, say if somebody wanted to reach out <laughs> and kind of get a deeper understanding of yourself and your work and, and reach out to you, what's the best platform for them to, to connect with you?
1: Sure, yeah, absolutely. So uh I have two platforms if you really want to reach out to me. If you're looking to book a session or work with me, or you want to catch me on the live, um, you can catch me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash im.zap. And or you can catch me on YouTube, which is Zap the I M. Um, the YouTube is where I offer just different um channeled messages uh, readings, uh, my own insights, just through life, um, where I share narratives and things that I'm going through, where I give healings, energy work. I do all my free offerings really through YouTube. Um, but then you check me out on Facebook, you can come, you can catch a live, you can engage, you can book direct sessions or services, with me, and uh, those are the two biggest platforms you'll find me at as far as the spiritual work. Otherwise, just just feel free to find me, hit me up, and you can see what else I'm into. I, I've got a fatherhood platform that I've been working on. I, I've got my oh, hands in a cool. lot of stuff. And so. of course,
0: I'll I'll share uh, Zay's contact details and his links in the description of the episode as well. So. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you again for a, a lovely conversation. Very interesting. I appreciate your perspectives and uh, I look forward to continuing this conversation in the future.
1: I'm excited, man. Definitely. It was a good time.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. Okay.
1: You have a good one, man.
0: I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Bye.
2: She says bye, <laughs> See you
0: later, mate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: thank you for listening hopefully you heard something new that invites you to reflect to go within and deepen your own understanding of life and of our universal experience If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow the podcast series on your favorite listening app and share this episode with others that you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, may we all soar with inspiration, explore with passion, and live with love.